man, so I start looking at the video. I see gun smoke, gun smoke, look at smoke, gun smoke. Where the fuck are you taking, man? Man, what is this shit? Welcome back to our 21st installment of Big Takes with Dick and Bones. Welcome, ladies and gents, to episode 21, Big Takes with Dick and Bones. He always does that. He just repeats what I repeat just said. <laughs> I just said that. A couple of podcasts we've done on sports. We did an NBA podcast. We did... Yeah, yeah. Um, we did an NFL recap. I mean, they listen. They don't have, they don't have to no, listen. No, my to point this is recap. that my point is that you ask for topics, we give you topics. You ask for social media. You ask for how to deal with breakups, we deliver. You ask for a neuroscientist rapper. Yo, we how do we, we even find somebody like that? Amazing content. Check out last week's podcast with uh, yeah, Michael Carpenter. Stop talking to ourselves up. They're already listening. But now you ask multiple times for this, calling in, writing in. When is she going to be on? We have to my right, very special guest. Businesswoman connoisseur. <laughs> she says she loves ice cream in the summer. I do. Robin Ta, welcome to the show. Hi, so happy to be here. Honored to hang out with you guys. Okay, Big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Yeah, this is gonna be now, awesome. Robin. We're talking about non-sports, unless you know you, you want some sports in there. We can talk about sports. She's looking at the screen. What's that B stand for? <laughs> She's looking at the, the uh, Baltimore Baltimore Ravens versus the Rams tonight with playoff implications. Jared Goff. Uh, not playing very well, but he's going against an MVP candidate, Lamar Jackson, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Robin. Yes. We're talking this, this podcast about a topic that you spoke about in an SBH event a couple yes. weeks ago. How to turn ideas into products, how to create ideas, how to create products, and uh, how to actually execute them. We're also going to stay on the business theme. We're going to talk uh, let about... Let me tell you before, I, got a, I yeah. caught a glimpse of that presentation. That's good. And it was pretty fire. Pretty far. Okay, so we're gonna hit that. We're gonna hear about Robin and her journey in the business world, and then we're gonna also hit some random topics within office, the office space, like yeah. how to climb the corporate ladder, right? How to deal with difficult coworkers or difficult bosses, how to manage employees, and then also some hot topics like the gender pay gap. If you guys are down, oh, we're I, I, that. I remember. I feel very. We're going to sexual harassment. And then we're going to finish off with everyone's favorite beam boozled game where our contestants here will answer impossible questions to answer. And if not, they will eat undisgusting flavored jelly bean. I mean, I even I, I couldn't tell the difference, so I don't know if that's really <laughs> about me. Or they actually like the, the, uh, the, the dog flavor, right? The dog I, flavor? I couldn't, maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe. so, so as you mentioned, Big Takes Big Bones, episode number 21. I hear Robin... Uh, I hear that you're a fan of the show. I am a fan of the show. Recently caught up, not gonna lie, but I'm thoroughly impressed. You guys okay. have some great time. So you know every start to podcast to the yes. podcast ha- starts with what? Candy tasting. Candy tasting. Okay. How's your uh, how's your candy team? Is it strong? I think it's pretty strong. Okay. Pretty strong. I'm more of a chocolate girl so, myself, but okay. I'll put some candy every now and then. So Robin actually brought a candy for us to try. She has never tried it, but she didn't know it's one of my favorite candies. What do you got? Let's grab it. She brought Sour Patch, and we you know we are sponsored by Sour Patch Watermelon, the greatest gummy candy in all the land. In all the land. What do we got? Um, we have Sour Patch Strawberry. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned this. We've since tried it many, many times. We're I mean, a big I, fans. I'm, I'm, is it, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not ashamed, but I bought like a box of <laughs> five pound box. Uh, so we're gonna pretend like we never tasted this oh, yeah, Sour yeah, Patch yeah. Watermelon. I'm oh, sorry, Sour Patch Strawberry. Watermelon is definitely like the most strong. Okay, this is gonna be good, so. Is it? Get ready for play with that. Cheers, cheers. One bite, everyone knows the rules. Here we go. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, you know what it does? Yep. Yep. Double 9.4. <laughs> yeah, let's try it up a 9.4. Mm. 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 Mm
But uh, do you rate them above or below the watermelon? Mm. Okay. That's a question. When first time I tried these and it reinforced when I just bought them, it's literally like I would say Sour Patch Watermelon is on top five out of seven days. Mm-hmm. But there's those two days that you need the strawberry, strawberry pops in. It's like mm. I'm an Aqua Five today, and you just can't. You can't. <laughs> All right, what do you got, it. Robin? One to ten on the strawberry. I really want to give it a high ranking, but I'm gonna. I'm leaning towards like a seven point two. Whoa! I know. That's, that's very very low, very very low. Very especially low. on on. Uh, I mean, points for Sour scale. Patch. Points for Sour Patch, but the water. Maybe the alcohol. I think the alcohol the ruined it for you. I don't know. I think yeah, Robin's straight up drunk. So Robin, a little bit drunk. Robin took a couple of tequila shots. I love and, tequila. I'm a big fan. Love and she that. and she chased it with a sour patch strawberry. I think that was her first her first taste <laughs> yeah, of sour patch strawberry. You, you, your your mental uh, um, connection to sour patch strawberry is with a tequila a warm tequila Association. shot. Yes. Right, right. Okay, just that Seven. What was the seven point two? Seven point two. Very low. I got the nine point four. Double nine. Oh, I was gonna say nine point three to nine point five, depending on the Ooh. day. But and? but what day it is, is it? It is. Today. Oh, today's nine point three. Nine. Because I had it like two nights ago. I got like the whole bag. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this makes its way to the top five. Oh, absolutely. This way into the top absolutely. five. It's a fascinating candy. I was very excited to see it in the store. Okay. I mean, it's it's the bag. It's just it it, it draws you it in. Screams it's it recommended. It's recommended. Great market. We'll leave it at that. Date to the thick bones. Proudly brought to you by Sour Patch Watermelon Fun is coming to Kingdom Land. But we have a nice little challenge here. Yes. Robin, we're gonna hit on your journey. Mm-hmm. You've been out. One, one more you've been candy, in the business bro? world for a couple of years now. We got one more candy. You want to go one more? No more candy. We can do one more. All right. One I more. think we have to just because Rapid fire. we bought these. I need a better We bought chaser. these for the show a long time ago. So okay, we got two what got flavor. What do we got? I want watermelon or green apple. There's yeah, like one. a for, okay. These are Jolly Rancher Chews. They remind me of now and later as a texture before they enter my mouth. Now and later, great call. Right, right, right. A little hard. I'm, I'm generally a green apple person, my, so I'm gonna try that. My experience with Jolly Rancher has not been I'll good. Oh no, this, this is chewy. This is chewy. We're not trying the same one. This is chewy. I'm gonna try all. Okay. All right, listen up. Yeah, it's a little hard to get open. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm like a little like it's. This is like now and later, right? Yeah. So like. So very. Chew uh, chewy. Later. Oh, chewy! I like chewy. Mm-hmm. Difficult. Or hard? Not not. It starts out pretty finish. hard. Starts out pretty hard. Does it taste better or worse than a regular Jolly Rancher? That's the question. Like the hard one? Yeah. All right, definitely better. That I think I gave negative. I think I gave that one negative. Mm-hmm. This is such a now and later. Yeah. Wow. It's like a knockoff now and later. <gasps> I give it. I'm like overwhelmed. Six, eight. Whoa. I think that's high. I'm going five, flavor, nine. Flavor is good. Flavor five, is good. Five, nine. Probably not. Texture is not great. Flavor is good. It was a, it was a challenge mm-hmm. to eat this thing. Yeah, it's a little hard. Ooh. I'm not going to lie, though. I like that I have to spend time on it. Uh, I might Last do longer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right, I might do like a 6.8. Oh, you're identical to Dick. Oh, he said 6.8. I think it was in my head. Okay, I'll change it to 6.7. No, can't change it. Can't change it. Okay, we're here. <laughs> we're at the start of the podcast. That did not enter the top five, correct? No, no, no. no, no. Okay. okay, Robin. Robin. We're going to talk about... You got to finish this soon because we're talking about you. We're talking about... I'm the only one on the show that, that could talk with a mouthful. We're talking about the presentation you made at SBH, which we're going to do like a, a summarized version of it. SBH? Yeah, yeah, day in the life, mm-hmm. uh, SPH, uh, where Robin was a guest yeah. speaker, and, um, yeah, and we're going to talk about that for a second. Really but just just before really we're going to give some context, just uh, before you actually explain what you do, explain and like badly explain in one your profession in one sentence. That's an interesting exercise. Yeah, it's like, a tough like one. badly explain. It's really a yeah. Tough one. I, I want to go around. Like I don't know. Like I spend ten hours staring into a light box. 
clicking buttons. Oh, no, that's 98% of the workforce. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so give me no, yes and no. I don't really spend so much time staring at a light box. I feel like my job, like, is a lot of negotiating with random people who don't want to do what you're asking them to do. But at the end of the day, yeah. you invent a makeup product. Okay, we're going to get so to that. that. Yeah, what's, your stupid way? what's your answer? A stupid ba- way to describe badly bad describe your, your profession in one sentence. Um, oh, okay. Um, shuffle around Excel formulas. <laughs> Just move them from one place yeah. to another. <laughs> <laughs> Copy paste. Click and drag. Okay, so good. All right. So, Robin, give us the breakdown. Well, what, what do you actually do? What about yours, Bone? I said stare into a light box and click buttons. And yeah, but that's not I know, specific to sales. So I, right. So I, uh, I don't know. It's a hard one. Think about that. It's a hard one. Okay, Robin. Day in the life in Robin's world. What do you do? Give us the, the breakdown, a couple sentences, okay. and then we'll move on to the... Uh... Alarm goes off at 6.12 a.m. More than two sentences is going to cut you off. No, no, no. Cap on. Go to the gym. Go to my office. Yep. Check my emails. And then, like, you're in meetings after meetings after meetings, working on consumer insights. Okay, a second. We've got to back up a second. You work for a... What Beauty kind of company? company? Beauty company. Okay. Global, Global beauty company. So you would say like... Number one in the world. So it's a really... Oh, it's, it's look a it up. Deal. Look it up. Look it up. It might, you might come up on Google. It will come up on Google. <laughs> I hope so. I'll be sarcastic. Um, would you say like eighty to eighty-five percent of your day is just talking to people? Yes, hundred percent. Wow. We're very collaborative at my company. We work a lot with other people, lower than you, higher than you. So you learn. What's like your official job title? Management. Global marketing manager, Maybelline, New York. Global versus you're just saying that's a that's a global product. Yeah, so there's two teams. There's a global team and the local teams. I work on the global side, which means I have like the brand vision and I'm more creative. We think like three years out. And then the more local team is they take the innovations that we come up with and take them to market. Got it. Okay, so walk us through your actual presentation. I I thought this was really interesting. It has a Mm -hmm. lot of different crossovers. Mm -hmm. Is how to create an idea. Yeah. How to create an idea, I'm going to get into it like, <laughs> business-wise, but from a product standpoint, you had a couple steps, right? Yeah, there's a lot of different steps. I think there's a few different areas that we start with. So first, you have to look at what's happening in the marketplace, like what's going on, assess if there are any need gaps. So like what's not being met today, be inspired by somebody that's you know a little bit more expensive than you may be. Then you look at your own business, you internalize for a little, and you say, okay, what's missing in my portfolio? And at the same time, you're looking at trends, what's happen- happening on the runway, and then you build a consumer industry. Site. Question on the first one. Yeah, yeah. When you're looking at a need, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at a functional need or you're looking at just a Any style need. need, something missing in the market style-wise. Like, you know, Isn't that crazy though? You're thinking of like something that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of hard because like if it doesn't exist, how do you think of it, right? Catch 22. Yeah, you have to no, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I was always told as a kid from my father, you know, if you want to think like an entrepreneur, if you want to create ideas, just walk around every day mm-hmm. and just think of things that would make your life easier. Easier, exactly. That's exactly so what is that doing. what you're doing functionally? Are you thinking of gripes? Like you're thinking of gripes? Like, no, I'm oh, thinking damn. of, oh, I wish that thing was faster. I think that thing moved differently. I, I wish think, it was I wish less messy. Like, what, this yeah. is what you're pissed off yeah. about. What's what grinds your gears? Exactly, jinx. So, right, so is, is it that style of That's exactly need? what we're trying to do. Uh-huh. And it's from everything, because if it's, a, if it's a product need, then you come out with a product, but at the same time we're coming up with advertising campaigns, right. and you need to make sure that there's a need met there. So from any different aspect of it, it's any need gap. You know what I find like incredibly uh, visionary is when you find, a, you find, you create a product without a need. That some people didn't even know they needed, you know, like whenever right. that happens. Give me an example, up. I can give you an example. Um, well, it's an it's iPhone needed. An iPhone. Oh, I see that. Well, you know, they need like, phones. I need phones. No, you need a phone. But why would I? Why would I need my uh, 
music connected to my phone. Like, that's not something I would even thought of. I have my Walkman right. or whatever. Yeah, but then you think about it like that. You say, I'm Walkman on the Walkman, and I have my phone. What if these things were together? Boom, right. iPhone. So exactly, like, that's how... I'll give an example. Uh, it's not really... The product is needed in some cases, but Febreze, right? Febreze mm-hmm. sold... Their entire ad campaign was around what? Do you remember? No. What was their, like, famous commercial headline? Uh, was, people smelling uh, um, sheets. No, no. It, oh, their famous wrong. groundbreaking thing no. was called nose blindness. Oh, yeah, yeah, Why yeah, nose yeah, blindness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about nose it. Blind. You are so smelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right. And you need right. our product yeah, so much that you can't even smell that yeah, it's smelly. Mm-hmm. So usually there's a product. You say, oh, I could use that. You're on the you know, QVC at 3 in the morning. And you say, oh, that would be cool. This is something that didn't exist. Nose blindness is not a thing because uh-huh. if you don't smell anything – then you're not buying anything to solve that problem because there is no though, problem. What's interesting about that though is that the product itself already existed. Febreze, that was a resupport campaign. So right. what's most interesting is how do you take such a mundane product like air freshener and make it interesting now again right. after it's already so in the market? Sure. That's the most complicated part, I think. But also, also on the nose blindness thing, they you think that's easier? Do you think it's easier, so, think so it's easier to, to improve on an iteration than to create the innovative idea in the first place? Yes and no, because I feel like if you have a product that works, it should be easy to come up with new campaign ideas, but how many times can you talk about the same thing without changing something? B- Versus have this breakthrough technology that really is going to be new to the market and like yeah, but the just world. Ha- you're assuming that already. I have this, break- like, like I think coming up with that idea is so difficult. It's yeah, more difficult yeah. than than reinvent than um than making an improvement to an existing product. Could you give us an example? Give us walk us through like a case study. Okay, so case study is what I presented at the meeting. Is basically like there are these women who have. Barely their brows, they have brows barely, what? Get, barely their brows. So like imagine your mean? eyebrows have like holes in them, or like barely there. You can't see them. You can't see your eyebrows if they're not like. Do you have trademark like that condition? Barely their brows. No, yeah. I think it's a way that like, people search for it. SEO. You know a lot about SEO. Huh? Is that a condition <laughs> that they don't have eyebrows? <laughs> no, I'm just concerned. Like how big is this market? Blonde hair and like you can't see your eyebrows because they're too light. So or you want them like, to be darker, okay. Or you over-tweet I guess it is a condition, but it's not medically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like their target market are medical. these rare victims. <laughs> they have genetic diseases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that's what it is. Okay, so, so what was the need, though? What was the need? That they wanted so darker they, eyebrows? They wanted darker eyebrows, okay. but all the products in the market today, like they have to, at the end of the day, they come off and they have to wake up the next morning and do it all over again. Right. Plus, What do they use right now? Like markers? Pencils. Seriously? Yeah, like, oh, wow. I, I mean, not real pencils, eyebrow pencils. Shaping, sharpening. Shaping <laughs> pencils, etc. Crayons. Then they go, <laughs> the problem is that they're shifting to salons. They stop buying makeup and all of a sudden they're getting all these salon treatments. Right. So the combination of those things of we want a semi-permanent brow solution so don't have to redo them every single day. What's Ooh. the what's the average income of this, this demographic customer? That they're upkeeping this so much. Is it's it, not, is it well, we're end? in the mass market, so it's not. I feel like females will buy anything regardless, really? of, regardless of, of, of class. Yeah, but plus we're like in CVS, so like our products retail for like 79 in and okay, It's true. not like crazy No, expensive. I felt like, okay, but to upkeep it every single day, nope. it takes a lot. That's the point. It's, a, it's not about the money. It's about the inconvenience. So the, these, right. her, the, this product provides oh, a okay, so solution. So, so, sorry, okay, this, is the, this is the problem. <laughs> and what's so the, the solution? What's the solution is a tattoo brow, peel off brow tin, where you put it on, you leave it for 20 minutes, and then you peel it off and it lasts for three days. So awesome. all of a sudden, you have a solution of a brow product that you don't have to do every single day, and it just lasts. So then now we have to come up with how does that product and technology sound super cool and innovative to the market. That's it. Okay, what's the next step though? 
So then, execution, right? So you have the product mm-hmm. itself. You have to market the product. Yeah. You have to actually develop the product. So there's there's engineering and physical mm-hmm. manufacturing. Yeah, so we're a chemist. We have a huge lab. Wow, cool. That's a really big deal. So take us step by step. I'm really curious. So you, you have the idea. You sat we in a room. You have the idea. You have the idea. Now what? Now we go to our labs and we say we want a technology that would do this. Wow. Etc. And they have the like. Scientists, <laughs> for us. They have like 3D printers and what do they have? Yes, we have right. 3D printers. We try the like, different <laughs> we wanna, we What happened to flying unicorn? Make it. Make it. <laughs> Living. It's actually what we do though because that's how we can come up with something that's never been seen before, right? How, it comes do you, you ever have ideas that they, they push back like, no, we can't. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, and sometimes what? it just doesn't work and that's a big part of my job having to come up with a backup and a backup to the right, backup. Right, so, the, so they try to make the semi-permanent solution and it either stays the life or yeah, yeah. What's the craziest thing physically or that the, the engineers looked at you sideways what, what kind of product did you yeah very curious that even whether it came out or not is, is uh, neither here nor there I honestly feel like this is the one that was like the most crazy thing because when you think about it like oh this one you, and yeah, they were able to do it yeah they made, managed to do it we ended up having to go with a vendor because our labs couldn't figure it out this is like political like drama like oh like are we gonna go to a vendor are we gonna use our internal labs or are we gonna do basically you're saying your your department your own company is not good enough Basically, you're saying that's like having a general counsel. That's like having general counsel and and hiring outside counsel. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so the product is now made. It's not a a prototype. Basically, it's undressed. So, like, you have a formula. So now I have to figure out what I want my packaging to look like. I want it to look professional. I want it to look high end. I want it to look sleek, small. Designers. We have graphic designers, right. but we have to brief them, like, what's my vision? Right, wow. Then I have to come up with a name, so I brainstorm it's all the different names. The then we have to prove Yeah, she's, she's legit. She's in Don the, Draper. Like, like, I work in a marketing firm, but she is creative. Yes, old yes. right there. We are the marketing So there is, there is designers, graphic designers. There graphic are probably designers. number crunchers. They want to know projected sales, right? Yes, there's, like, I sales, talk about demand later, planning. Though. We Curious. have um, digital teams, of course. Like, they have to do our execution. We have... All right, so sa- let's talk about sales for a second. Because yeah. now they have this product. Your, your title in the beginning, Global. This is supposed to go global, this product? Yeah, so basically okay. I have to now convince all of the markets that they need to carry this in their country. Right, well... That's my job. And then once that happens, then they hand it off to their sales teams, sell it into retailers. Wow. So it's like a huge operation. So the one thing I wanted to mention about Mad Men, have, have you watched the show? Unfortunately, I have not. Oh, okay. Really so then I, I wanted to see how much... Happen. How much is the creative aspect, the creative side, and the idea, like the the thinkers of the marketing team, like how real to Mad Men is it? Because in Mad Men, they're like, first of all, everyone's screwing everybody else. Yep. And they, like, it was acceptable in the 70s for creative to be smoking the ganja yeah. in the office. In the office. In the office. In to, the make the, it, uh, to make it more creative. Right, to make it more creative. <laughs> right. It's crazy. So, I'm like, is that a creative side where you come to work high and, like, do amazing everyone's, work. Everyone's drunk the entire day. Like, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Could be. There's a lot of alcohol going around, but not at the office. Outside so, the so office. So men, they drink. To get creative, though. At 10 a.m. Yeah. I mean, it could be a strategy. It's also set in the 19, what, 1950s? I feel like I should try yeah, that. 60s to like... Could be a good strategy. So you see this product go through all the steps, uh-huh. right? It goes from birth... Has it ever been your idea? Have you ever had your own idea? Yes, you I've been at the company for three years. So there's oh, wow. been a bunch of things that I personally worked have on. Have gone to market? Yeah, they go to market. Oh, so talk about really, the, the, the eyebrow. Like the first mention of it was from your, your idea? Yeah, I mean, I had to manage cool. the total brand And you see it in the retail store right now? You see it in the retail wow, store. That's awesome. It's just a wait, wait, because what, sometimes what, what it doesn't sell through, and you're like, mm, right, right. Annoying, but when it does really well, it's exciting. What product? You go give us an example. There's a bunch. Of, basically, all of our new brand products for the last two years, I've touched in some capacity. No, I'm, so what I'm asking, 
that I came up with by myself. That you've, like, you've yeah, had the spark. Like the, yeah, like, the last year of launches and whatever would be coming out now in 2020 is stuff that came from my head. Of that's, course, with a team. That's one. No, but you were the one that thought. Your head. In my head, like, this is something that I think we should do. Here's why it should be done this way. Like, I had to convince everybody, and then... It just came to fruition, and it's really exciting. So now you see it on the so shelf. So you could have, like, uh, whatever whatever the product is by Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they Some would put their names on it, but they don't, unfortunately. Can yeah. I ask Every about that side? Did he mentioned it. Before we uh, – we're going to head into break in a second. But um, is that something you could take – from, a, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, if you wanted to take what you learned over the last three years and mm-hmm. start your own business yes. in your field, do you think you could do it? 100%. I mean, I wouldn't right now because I don't think I have the resources to, but I do right. think... Right, so talking about resources, it seems like there's a, lot, there's a pretty big barrier to entry. There is. It's a lot of... You need a lot to go into this. You need a lab, obviously, but if not that, you can really rely on vendors. And I think what's new with the up-and-coming indie brand is they're relying a lot on the vendor technology and then figuring out the marketing part of it. Like the naming, right, the packaging, right. etc. But they have some. Even though you don't have star physical. power, you don't have millions of followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like Kylie Jenner, for example. Right? Yeah, but she, Kylie she had an inherent advantage there. She did, but like you think about Anastasia Beverly Hills, who's like the number one brow, self-made. Self-made. She was right. a makeup artist who just had these ideas and launched really professional brow products, and she does really, really well. So it's kind of like, but you can build a business from scratch, and there's a lot of companies that are starting to do that now. Is that in your vision? Maybe one day. Yeah. We'll see <laughs> okay. Before She's we break, still unplugged. You can't say we're that. gonna break in a second. But we're gonna break in a second. But uh, before we break, I just want to know what happened with the eyebrow product. How did it do? So we ended up launching it. It does really, really well. It is was like the number one brow product for a long time in Europe. In the in, in the Asia. market. In the market. Wow. In the brow, total brow market. That's Maybelline crazy. is number one. What kind of so sales does that mean overall? Retail sales. <laughs> she just comes up the idea. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Is that billions? Is it in the billions? Um, it could be. I think this wow. is like high millions, like triple digit millions. So you're, you are, Robin Saad, you are responsible nine for figures. triple digit nine. millions of dollars coming to a company. Isn't that amazing? Yes. It's Was it nine cool. figures? And you, you make, what, 10% of that? Fine, fine. <laughs> okay, with that, <laughs> we're going to go <laughs> on a little music break. And then we'll be back with some other topics for you. <laughs> To our lovely viewers out there, you can get this song at Spotify Where? on Baked Taste and Digging Bones playlist. <laughs> Baked Taste and Digging Bones playlist. playlist. Check it out on Spotify. <laughs> We're back, episode 21. We have in the booth very special guest, Robin Saab. What up? Hi, what's up? So, Robin, we touched on your specialties. I'm curious, have you seen, you were talking about the beauty industry as a whole, have you seen anything unique? Three years later, have you, what have you learned about that industry that's unique? What I've learned is that it's ever-changing and you could never be ahead of the market. You think you're ahead and then something is changing. Consumers are very creative. They come up with new trends and new ways to use makeup and it's how can we keep up with them three years right. ahead. It's really difficult. I feel like you can be ahead of the market but you won't stay there. Exactly. So you might... You might- have this new innovative thing but you're going to quickly be eclipsed yeah yeah and the dupe game is really strong so it's really how can you continue the dupe to game ahead? yeah the dupe game is patents don't work i was going to ask you 
we patent yeah. things. We have like a lot of patents from the L'Oreal Labs, but also like a lot of you have exclusivity or the first ones to launch something from a vendor. But at the end of the day, someone will tweak something and come right after how, you. How do you protect yourself against random Chinese manufacturers selling right. it on the streets of Tokyo? Quality, easy, quality. Yeah, I mean, but how do you, do you have actually security? Do you have- They don't need it. Investigators, what do you have? The consumer will, will well, cipher. Sort of no, but don't you think that's, a, really don't you think that's a huge risk that, that some knockoff product is gonna represent yeah. a, con- a consumer's experience with your brand? Yeah, and, and honestly, it's gonna be a shitty one. our market in China is very much that, so that's why all of our products have to be extra luxurious and extra- Oh, so people know the difference. Looking. Yeah, right. exactly. But again, like if a consumer tries something and it doesn't work for her, she's never trying that again. So your shit better yeah. work. Right, so that means she'll never pick up a L'Oreal thing ever again. If right. it doesn't work for her, like she can totally like. So they think you should step up the uh, patent security system. Always, all of the things that come out of L'Oreal Labs are patented for sure. Like it's our first thing. So it's a legal battle, though. I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever's lawyers, whoever's lawyers are better, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're talking about business as a whole, mm-hmm. office, and I want to just get into your yours and Dix actually. Dix has been out of school for five, six years now. Yep. Same, basically the same company. So I want I want you guys to give us an insight on how to climb the corporate ladder. You know, you're coming straight oh, into the company out of right. college. You're basically insignificant, especially in a right. giant, right into leave. giant <laughs> ass company like L'Oreal. So you're a speck in the cog. Uh-huh. How did, how have you guys? Whoever wants to take it, have you guys formed uh, a position that's not replaceable in the company? How do you climb that ladder? Please, yeah. Robbie, go ahead. I mean, I think you just described it. You have to show that you are irreplaceable. If that's your personality, if it's your office dynamic, if it's the work you bring to the table, all of those things, will the team be different without you? And you have to make sure that everybody right. above you and below you feel that. So it's making sure that you manage the double direction of a relationship, I think. Say that again, the le- double? Double direction. You what like that, like this? Up and down, you know? Like, manage everybody. Manage my, like, my bosses like me, but the obvious. interns like me also. You can't be like too aloof. Yeah, so talk to me about how do you just how do you be popular? You have to uh, seem like it seems like a big task, especially <laughs> when you work on a, on a floor of what hundreds of people. Yeah, I mean, first of all, like I'm talking within the context of the Maybelline team, we're like forty to fifty people. Okay. And for me, like I joined the team, I was nobody knew who the hell I was, where I came <laughs> right. from. I sat at my desk three months earlier, so no one knew like why I was there. Even my new boss, she was like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> so it was like really difficult place to start. I was like negative on the. Wait, why floor. were you there three months early? Because like I didn't like where I was sitting previously and I asked if I could be moved to my new seat. So I got shifted there and then my boss literally sat next to me and was like, hi, like, can I help you? She was oh, my new man. boss. So that was already where I started. And I said, you know what? Like, so you're negative right now. I'm negative. negative now like, on a scale from one to 10 gets grounded into the floor. Scale from one to 10, where are you now? Like negative six. No, now you're negative six. Oh, now? I think now you're, you're completely new to your blank yeah. slate. No, but what, what number, time. I would give myself like an eight and a half. Right now? Okay, great. Okay, so you're going negative, negative six to eight. Take us there. Okay, so I all of a sudden became this 14. really funny person right, that like apparently that. mocked everything stupid that I did at work. That you so did. Much that I Self-deprecating. Did at work. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for example, like. Not a fan. No, but not self-deprecating, but like, oh, like, I pack this box, I'm going to make a funny meme about it, and then post it on Instagram. So I have this whole Finstagram account, you know what a Finstagram is? Oh, okay, that's just like that Instagram account. Yeah, not self-deprecating. So it's basically about all the stupid things that I used to do at work as an intern. And then oh, stupid really, meaning like insignificant things. Like insignificant, oh, like yeah, really yeah. this is I'm wasting quick my laugh. time. Quick laugh. Well, and then you shared it with your coworkers. So now I have right. followers in Asia, I have followers in every agency, I'm global. Wait, how many followers? Yeah, right? I can check. I don't know. It's not that many. She said like... 
15k I'd be like what the have fuck had, Robin? Have had her for the uh, social, social media. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wait seriously what's your call what's it called what's the finsta called It's called real Roberta Shabatsky. What? I have an alter ego everyone in my office calls me Roberta my our like president right now actually thought my name was Roberta for a while How annoying is that? A hundred followers they, That's a lot A hundred? A hundred thousand Wow Robin oh my god Robin literally less people than than uh, Richie's dog You have less people yeah, than Richie's dog like, you know, All right it's she's not the social media Expert. Dick, take us through your journey. How do you how do you rise up the ranks and make yourself irreplaceable? So which, which, by the way, it's in background. Dick, Dick has mastered. I've known Dick my entire <laughs> life. He has mastered the art of putting in as little effort as possible into something and getting maximum the MVP, the MVP. maximum what results. Is, what does MVP stand for most minimal viable product. Minimal viable. Okay, we used to we used to have. High school. You gotta go to market, baby. We used to, we used to study our asses off. Study, 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 study. We used to come and get like a ninety-one, maybe if we were lucky. Richie comes in, barely studies, ninety-nine. I hate those people. <laughs> I so hate annoying. Those Thanks. People. Sorry. So he applied that to his job, where no one in the office knew what he did, but they knew he was important. Well, yeah. Answer the question for me. Here. Okay, tell us. Tell us how you raised. Right, so, so you guys touched on it before. Number one trait you could possibly have is not your work ethic. Now you're. Uh, uh, brains, it's be likable. Yeah, you gotta be likable. If, if people like you, first off, even if you suck at your job, they're not gonna want to, fi- want to fire you. Like, you could, you're better off being really shitty at your job but super likable than being good slash neutral at your job but everyone hates you. Because one slip up, everyone's like, oh, this guy's talk shit about you. Also. Dick's you pretty likable guy, so that worked for you. But did you, so you're I, not also, don't, you also don't put a lot of effort in. So I'm curious if you put effort into being likable in the beginning, like networking or uh, going out after work. No, no, no. That's, so everyone's got a different version of that. The, my likable was, was more just like an easygoing guy. Not, you, you don't want to fight with your coworkers at work. So it's always, I was not a pushover, but like very go with the flow. Like if so, I would yeah, be, I would my question is, there, there are so, so many situations I can remember where you told me, oh, my coworker's going out for dinner, they're going out for yeah, yeah. a happy hour, and you just I, avoid I didn't really do that. Yeah, every single I time. disagree. I think you really have to attend the things that happen with your coworkers outside of work. It depends. depends on the company. Yeah, because like Some it's me, like accepted. Like my new company, I, I, I just moved to uh, a, a bigger marketing firm. They, if you don't go out to like the happy hours, they judge you. Like yeah, yeah. It's also tough. My old place did it. You can't yeah, go you have to say, oh, what time did you leave? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. such a crazy oh, culture. So night, it's also tough yeah. uh, religious-wise. If you are if you keep kosher, oh, yeah. you can't go to lunch with them. Also, right? Friday night. If you, fri- oh, you want to keep Shabbat, you, you can't because they go on retreats where you like, have yeah, to participate, Yeah, but that's the thing. Right? It's like you have to make that stand when you first start. So my team right. knows like But you miss opportunities, my point. You miss opportunities for yeah, to, but to build relationships. Yeah, but they try to accommodate you. Like my team has taken us out. We've gone out for lunch like in the middle of the day. Kosher sometimes because they know that I can't eat. Or I go and I have beer and edamame for lunch. But still, I'm there. I'm present. Right. I'm involved. So right. do you think it's really important? So, 100%. So likeability, I think, is one. And I mean, you do have to be good at your job. That's a, you have that's to be good important. at your job. Biggest thing, and I think you were the one, one of the first people that agreed this in my mind. Is you over mm-hmm. bones, oh. over promise, <laughs> under deliver. Oh, Sorry, hundred percent, opposite. Exactly, uh, uh, promise, over deliver. I agree. It's, I need till next week to get it done in two days. But it's not only on deliverables and all that shit. It's just like you don't don't sell yourself short, but don't sell don't don't say like how easy something is for you because then people will say oh it's easy for him i'm just gonna jump I, if if i make it like it is sort of hard and complex even though it was easy for me they'll be like oh shit that's that you know he, he went the extra mile for otherwise. me every single i have a story about this every single business relationship we had at my previous company with clients mm-hmm. depended on the salesman's uh, decision on what they wanted to do mm-hmm. 
So we had a guy, for example, he was overselling every opportunity. Oh, terrible. Uh, we're going to get you this. We're going to get you that. We're going to get you this. No problem. Yeah, everything is everything. And just like you, when, you, when you make it impossible to create product and the engineers are like, what the hell? This guy, after he made the sale, after he got his commission check, he looked at the team that has to actually deliver it and they're like, what the hell? Yeah, we can't yeah, do that. Yeah. Do like this literally can't happen. So, so, and obviously the cu- customers are disappointed in that because yeah, you, you promise them the world versus, I mean, I have vendors now work for me who, who like one Israeli company specifically, not only do they not overpromise. Mm-hmm. They underpromise. But everything I ask them to, no, no, it's to a fault. Where everything I ask them to do, they're like, they even if it's it. simple, yeah, yeah. they're like, ah, oh, that's gonna be, Difficult. that's gonna be hard. You, you have know, to, you have to toe the line because then you just seem incompetent. It's such a turnoff. Yeah. It's such a turnoff. We're not paying them a lot of money, but they just make it like they are in, incompetent. Seriously, is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. So there's got to be some balance, and, and, and that applies to, I think, business relationships also, where 100%. you have to just set expectations. Like, if you're a coworker, set expectations, under-promise, and then make it happen. If it happens, happens, but don't over-promise the world and strain that relationship. Yeah, definitely not. I agree. <clears throat> um, <else>? Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to think. No likability, um, uh, under-promise over deliver, and then... So talk to me oh, about... Oh, you have to seize opportunities. Right. That's, so that's talk to me about actually getting a raise. You're walking into your yes. boss's office, Robin... You're walking in there, and you've actually done this a bunch of times, Dick. So twice, okay, twice. Let's hear from Dick first. If he finishes the apple, yes. So okay, twice. How do you get a raise? Both times, I threatened to leave. <laughs> okay, so that yeah. that only only so works so many strategy. times. Though. It only works so many times, and if you are invaluable, right? Right. If you didn't do your, your prerequisites of being likable, of of uh, under promise and deliver, so now they think you're important, all that shit. Then Fair. when you come for your raise, yeah. even if you're really good at your job, they don't see it. They don't know. Yeah. There's a big what have you done for me lately also. So the last two months, people think like, oh, they're looking at your whole year. No, they're not. They look at the last, the last two, months, two months. And if you're doing really well for that, you're going to raise also. You have to basically show them first. You have to look at the market, I think, when you're asking for a raise. You have to be like, 100%. this is what people who are doing my job equivalent somewhere else are getting paid. And, and I feel like you have to truthfully be willing to walk at that point too. You have to be willing to walk. I have never, luckily, never asked for a raise, but I have asked for a promotion. And I said, you know what? Like, I've done XYZ until now. Right. The qualifications for the next role are XYZ, and I have met those. So when can I move? It's not an ask. It's like, okay, so what, when is the next Girl. Oh, that's, that's something that's when you get hired. When, you get, when, I got, when I moved places, I'm like, is there a clear path and rubric to promotion? So this, goes back to, this goes back to our podcast on goal setting, right? Where we mm-hmm. talked about how do you solve a goal? You want to lose 100 pounds. How are you going to do my, it? One of my most one, popular episodes. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. 50 plus uh, thousand yes. followers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, so and, and and there was a disagreement there. There's a disagreement so on if you're trying left. to accomplish a goal, Robin. If you're trying yeah. to accomplish a goal, yeah. do you just generally say I want to accomplish a goal, or do you step by no, step, step by step put goals. metrics to to say yes, I accomplished this 100%. goal. Now this goal. Now this goal. So I think it's the same thing with in, with if you're my employee, you want to clearly you want to come into the show mm-hmm. saying I've done X Y Z W X all the letters. And you have to. L'Oreal forces you. We have a year interview every year where they. It's like you get reviewed essentially, but you have to lead the conversation and say, "Here's what I did. Here's awesome. what I did wrong. Here's what." Wow. I did wrong. Put on so the, how do you? How do you? That's a great do, strategy for them because they're like, they don't "All right, you're you're fuck you on talk. I'm not gonna promote yeah. you." So how do you uh, address that? So I prepare a week in advance. I sit and I think about my year and I say, "Here are the main like areas that I think I worked on." But are there actual are metrics that you judge based on sales? Market share, hundred yeah. percent. The only thing is that since I'm a global team, it's hard because I don't get to do the activations of the product. Right. But like, if a product is a flop, of course that reflects poorly on me. For sure. So, so you're coming in saying, fucked up on the chain, you still get uh, heat for it. Essentially, because you are supposed yeah. to equip the people who are supposed to. Do you also get the credit though? 
Yeah, if something does really well, you get. Like I'm thinking like a like a like a sports coach where they get they get no credit uh, if the team's winning because it's all the players mm-hmm. and they get all the blame if oh this yeah, fucker doesn't matter. Yeah, in soccer, you only get like, like the, the quarterback, the kicker, on yeah, the yeah, quarterback, yeah. quarterback. No, the kicker because the kicker comes all to him and he does one job and he loses and the game. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm saying, but if you if he wins, he does get celebrated. Think about the Super Bowl. Didn't right. they win on like a kick at the end of that? One? A few times, plenty of times. Patriots. Okay, Robin. So. Your job, your <laughs> job, talk with your strategy, sorry, your strategy was to go in, say, I accomplished X, Y, and Z, I got this job. And Dick, your strategy was just, I'm going to scare you, and you know you need me, so figure I it out. But I was, and I was willing to walk, yeah, it's exactly. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, it's like, look, like, I know that, like, if I'm not going to have more tune, but I don't think that the first step should be a threat. Yeah. But if they're not working with you, like, luckily, my company has, like, liked me and cherished me so far, so they're continuously promoting me without a problem. If there is a problem, then you go to the threat function. Gotcha. Yeah, the reason I think I went with a threat was because they did give me a raise, and it was just like a not pittance. enough. It was like yeah, yeah nothing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go somewhere else and double my pay. <laughs> <laughs> Which you did, by the way. You moved. How how recently? Well, no, the first time I didn't move, and I and yeah. I like improved my pay by like sixty percent or something. Wow. Like that. <laughs> I was getting paid shit, but. Um, the second time, like, what are you they, it was on that it was 60% increase. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not much. Okay, five dollars. No. <laughs> yeah, and then and then second the second time, time I was like, um, no. Second time, the other the new opportunity was much better, and they paid more. But it wasn't it wasn't a, a salary thing. Like it was because it was a better job. But better said, job. You know what they said right when I got the, right when I accepted, and I told them my three weeks notice, three weeks notice, whatever. Yeah, that's a good job. They're like, no. They're like, if we can match it, will you stay? That's the, so that, I could have pulled it off twice if I wanted to raise The second time like, was a 60% also? No, no. That uh, crazy. <laughs> but it's that, a much bigger company, wow. right? It's more legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, right. it's a much bigger firm. I'm a higher position. Do you and, deal with more people on a daily basis? Yeah, way more. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, my analytics team is as big as like half the company. Oh, yeah. right. All right, so I want to ask this. Based on the fact that you guys interact with people all day long, how do you deal with office drama? How do you deal with difficult Ooh. coworkers? What's your strategy? Honestly, I don't feel like you should alienate anybody in the office. If someone is difficult 100%. and annoying and everybody hates them, they should like you. You 100%. can hate them. You can talk shit about them behind their 100%. back, no problem. But they should love you and think that you're their best friend. You don't want anyone talking shit about you. So I read this. I read Wait, this what? I, I didn't follow that. The whole say it again. Say it again. There is an off person in my office. We call her Regina. Regina George, like from Mean Girls. Yeah. She's disgusting and the worst. She right. talks and talks and talks and talks. No one likes her. However, she will tell me all of her boy drama. She will tell me about her personal life. And she likes me and sees me in the hallway and says hello. Even though I talk shit about her behind her back. You want to make sure everyone likes you. And how do you do that? How do you do that? You really make oh, it gotcha, seem gotcha. like they have something that they want to tell you and you really care about them. No, but uh, I mean, let me give you the other side. Sorry. Fake as fuck. <laughs> let me give you the other side. That's uh, all I, I, was, I was reading, That's I don't know if you've ever read it, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. I've heard of it. I haven't very, very good business book. Yeah. And he's saying, how do you win over relationships? He's saying, you just have to, you just have, to have the, the, the mindset that whenever anyone's talking shit around you, Lashon Hara, as they say, you are not involved. Yeah. You're not involved ever. Because the truth is, if I hear you talking shit about someone, right, and then someone talks shit about you in front of me, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, oh, that guy's, that guy's, you know, he's not, he's not genuine, so I'm going to judge you also mm-hmm. based on that. But if I know that you're not okay listening to shit, you're not okay you talking talk it, shit. then I'm not going to talk so, shit about you. Right. So should you stop it? Do you think that's advantageous or just, right. or so just ignoring it? No, I, 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 I used to work with a guy who... You want the people who yeah. are talking shit about that person to also like you. So that's the thing. you got to kind of like play both sides. That's it's hard. So there was a guy I used to work with and he, he just talked. I was his teammate, right? So 
he talks I was with him the entire time. Yeah. He talks shit about people all day yep. long. Nobody nobody was safe. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was that we used to work at like a in like a little cubicle type thing with like four people. And there was a little glass sliding door. And and then there was the rest of the office, because you're the sales team, right? So we had our little little cave, you know? And every time this guy, I'm not gonna say his name, every time he wanted to talk shit about somebody, he was literally standing a foot away <laughs> through the clear glass doors. Uh, touchdown, Lamar Jackson to Holly O'Brown. Ravens up 14 to nothing. Okay, every time he wanted to talk shit, he, he said, uh, close the door, close the door. I'm like, oh, wow. fuck, here it comes. And I was the only one in the room. Closes the door, unleashes, unleashes uh, the whole spew. Now, how many times did he talk shit about you when you closed the door? Oh, a million, probably millions, because no one's safe, right? Yeah. But I had to, like, actually tell him, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm getting migraines. I'm, I'm, I'm clenching my teeth during, I wake up with migraines because I clench my teeth. Why? Because I got so stressed out. You know, it's like you're listening to this bad stuff all day long, all day long. Now that I don't work with that guy, honestly, my, my mood is my mood is better. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, dude, I can't listen to this. So I felt I felt like that that he like was mad at me in the beginning, but I think it won some points, you know. If yeah, of course. So. At the end of the day, they want to still be able to feel like, yeah, you know, I'm broy with you. I can talk to you. I can. But like, never you. put out a bad word to, about anybody in your company to anybody else in the company. Can't trust anybody. Can't trust anybody. And if I you really say one shitty that. thing. And I, and I make sure everyone gets drunk at happy hours and all stuff. I make sure I can always control what I talk about other coworkers. And no, this the shit the other coworkers talk to me. Oh, you are a sponge. You gotta be the straight sponge. up. You want to talk? I'll listen. No problem. One of my bosses I'm once to get involved. basically told me how they're gonna fire somebody on my team oh, wow. whilst we're drunk at happy hour. I'm like, wow, I am. I, like I'm a, only one drink in here. That's like the office. Oh, yeah. and Syracuse, always the never be closing. the drunkest person in the room. You gotta be right. the most sober person at any office event. Yeah. So your Holiday first, parties. your first uh, year out of college, mm-hmm. did you make that mistake ever? What do you mean? Being the drunkest? Yeah. Holiday no. for Christmas parties? No, always. Everybody so gets I, so I totally drunk. did. So I did it once. Yeah. But I still had the wherewithal not to say anything. I did some stupid shit. Like I was like doing pull-ups on um, uh, New York City uh, scaffolding. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I would never say like anything bad about another coworker. You always want someone to be drunker than you are. You yeah. never want to be that guy who got drunk at the holiday party. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talk to Let's us start, about. At least on your level. We spoke about annoying coworkers. Talk to us. Talk to us about your immediate bosses, demanding bosses who micromanage. How do you deal with them? What's the key to success in micro? You said Mike. You have to manage up, up and, down. and down. So talk to me about up. Managing yeah, up, think, which is I think on. managing up again, like you have to come off as a person to these people. So getting as authoritative with the boss and being right. authoritative, but also like having. First, making sure you have your recommendations mm-hmm. set. So you're saying, here's my strategy, here's what I think we should do, and here's why, that they have that respect for you. When they give you feedback, you can also say, I understand your point, but here's why I disagree. Ooh. Because you have to make sure that you're also giving your input. And stand then, your ground. Yeah, stand your can ground. Can I ask about your, confident. not to cut you off, sorry, yeah. your your situation. You're 25. Your, co- your the immediate boss is held. No, like Roughly. 30 or under. Oh, so like a pretty, pretty, pretty tight close, gap. Pretty yeah. close, but she's Man been or in the company with women. Okay. We have a lot of women in the company. Okay, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, and, I think, <laughs> and I think that she like respects that about me and at the end of the day usually gets her way, but she also wants to see that I have a strategic set of mind. And then we have personal conversations. So like the other day we were coming home from a lunch, a team lunch, and she was like, oh, like why couldn't you eat there? We started a whole conversation mm-hmm. about Judaism, so much so that by the time we got back to the office in our Uber, she, was she pulled me into, no, she pulled me into her <laughs> office. Like, oh, cool. more, like, but you guys are you guys are more partners than employee boss. No, like. it's very much employee boss really? employee. Yes. But you guys talking about Moses. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have to mold. make sure that, like, right. even though it's hierarchical, you have your professional conversations, but also she sees you as a human being. Do you do you manage anybody like below you? Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Sorry, I want to bring it up in the second half. Okay. But uh, before okay. we do, Dick, give us your breakdown. How do you manage? You manage your bosses, from what I understand, very well. <laughs> um, don't Apparently let them know you do. Really don't 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 let them know you do. So <laughs> right, that exactly. When it comes time to get a raise, or or they like have to reassess the company, they're like, if if he left, we don't know. What we, the don't know what, does. we don't know what to replace. We don't know what to replace. <laughs> so um, that that always works. But I swear, my my CEO at my last company, he had no idea what I did. He just thought it was super important. <laughs> <laughs> so Richie's not a great employee. He's a great actor. That's what Richie. Is. Yeah, I feel that. Hey, I hey, hey. Acting this is a relationships game, baby. Yeah. So just to finish up before we go into break, I want to talk about just relationships in general because you reminded me of Kobe. Stephen Covey, uh, it's an amazing book. You should read it. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says that every relationship... We are sponsored by them. (laughs) Every relationship, regardless of the context, right? Mm -hmm. This could be you and your son. This could be you and your coworker, you and your boss. Mm -hmm. You know, it it could be any situation. Any relationship, what he he equates to is a financial bank account, right? And think about a financial bank account. You deposit money, Mm -hmm. and then when you need to spend something, you spend on something, you make a withdrawal, right? You can only withdraw what you put in. Exactly. So if you're consistently depositing money, then you're going to have enough money when you need it. But if you fail to, to, to consistently deposit, when you make a withdrawal, over, all of a sudden overdue. Exactly. So what's an example of withdrawal? So like, he ta- favor? He's talking about an emotional bank account. And this is something that my father, when we grew up, he put this in our brains so many times. It's like a marriage. It's like a marriage, but think of it in terms of dollars and cents. Yeah, if, I, if, I, if I tried to take a dollar from my bank account with you, yeah. Robin, yeah. we have a bank account. I have a bank account with everybody. If I try to take a dollar out and there's no dollar, excuse me, there's no dollars in there, I'm overdrawn and that causes strain in the yeah. relationship right, versus, right, right. versus if I have so much, so much money in there, then I can afford to screw up sometimes mm-hmm. and, and still have your trust. Yeah, but isn't that two ways? Because now if, if you've deposited so, much, so many dollars, then isn't it like basically in the reverse your bank account with her is is lacking. No, but I'm also depositing dollars into the bank account. Well, so you're both just giving in this relationship. So but think about also taking two examples. Two examples. You think about um, like an old high school friend of yours, and you, when you see them, it doesn't take very long for you to like be back there. Sure. Like, yeah. yeah, back in action. Why? Because you've deposited so many dollars in that bank account that at this okay. point, there's still yeah, there's still mm-hmm. some stuff left. Versus your parent or your. Co- you know, sister, if you live at home, or your coworkers that you see every single day, and every task is just a small withdrawal. Every single task, mm-hmm. so that you obviously those relationships you have to be mindful to deposit more money more often. Yeah, and that comes in different forms. Obviously, like, you know, it could be just a smile, like a hello. Yeah, but but it's really really important to invest in these That's relationships. Interesting way to think about it. That's a really really good. Way to haven't thought about that. Love I like it. it though. Love it. All right, with that, we are moving on to a little music break, and then we're gonna get to some. Exciting topics.
Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Baked Takes of Dick and Bones, episode number 21. We have in the booth... Me. It's, uh... <laughs> so Robin did something that we've only had a few times in the booth. What's that? Where we got back into the mode of the proper dance party. Oh. Well, Robin, my home brought it out last week. Robin brought it out. Robin was sitting on the couch when she did it, but she put the effort in a little bit. No, no, no. no she I got up and got up. All right. Oh, you did. All right. Points to Robin. Now, we're talking about some controversial topics, right? So we spoke about Ready for it. how to create a product. We spoke about how to deal with an annoying coworker. Now we're talking about the good stuff. The good now, stuff. this is a topic. Good, good. This is a topic that um, we had debated internally, me and Dick, for okay. for many, many, uh, many, many years. And I want to ask you: the glass ceiling does it exist? Does it not exist for women own for women entrepreneurs or or, or just corporate America? Yes. Is there a cap on how much they could accomplish, how much they could make? What do you think about I, that? I think there definitely is. And the prime example is the company I work so for. So wait, could you define you already systematic, systematic or uh, societal? What's the difference? Okay, can I lay the groundwork here? Sure. Okay. Gender pay gap, well, how I'm defining it is that uh, just an activist, political activist website, nationalpartners.org, it says... That on average, women are paid 80 cents for every dollar paid to men, amounting to an annual gender wage gap of $10,000 per capita, right? So I know I'm going to have, I know my response to that already, but give me your response to that. I think there's a few things. A 20% increase. You, but over. you asked Robin a different, we'll get, I want to get back to this, but yeah. you asked her, is there a glass ceiling? That's very different than oh, the gender. Okay, so. well, yeah, let's, let's talk about the gap. I think one is like if a man and a woman are in the same role, are they getting paid the same amount? Right. Or is there right. an opportunity for women to be right. elevated in a company the same way there are for men? Okay, those are two things. So your two first things. response, your first response is, is that you're taking an average, right? So... You're taking an average of every woman yeah. and every job she has, yeah. regardless of, of if it equates to what men do, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the easy, there's the easy response to that, saying you're just taking an average. Women have very different jobs than men. Correct. They choose jobs that are flexible hours. They choose jobs that are Disagree. in the humanities. I don't think that's something they choose. You don't think they choose it? They choose those jobs, but I also think part of that average is the fact that those women are also not being given the higher paying jobs. So like the average. Do you think it's a default? No, but look at college majors. Yeah. Women are disproportionately uh, bigger subset Which of humanities, and a much smaller subset of Math STEM science. of the STEM. Yeah, right. STEM. That, that, that's that's from the get go. That's not because oh, I'm gonna get paid less when I become an engineer. That's because they're not even going to those fields in the first place. That's, I think, a whole different problem, which I think is actually shifting now. But I do think that, like, our labs, for example, are very female-driven. However, I think that people at the top are usually men. And that's not a factor of whether or not a woman is qualified or not to get the job. It's that they are just not being offered the positions. So let me let me uh, disagree with you because that – I just want to go back to that 80-20 thing, 80 cents for every dollar. That is, as I said, an average, right? Mm-hmm. So you're taking gir- women that choose lower paying jobs and you're averaging them out against men who are in the engineering fields and finance way more often, right? So taking an average doesn't make any sense. I think what only makes sense mm-hmm. is saying, when you take the saying, same yes. Job. Let's, so the so as opposed to that national partnership um, study, uh-huh. there was a Corn Ferry Gender Pay Gap Index. It found that when you evaluate the men and the women on the, the same. same job, the same, oh, so first of all, just on the same job, that 20% fell to 7%, right? right? And then considering the same level, the same company, gap goes down to 2.6%. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about a male and a female employees at the same level, same company, working the same function, 
the average gap is less than 1%. That makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, yeah. Negligible. That makes a lot of sense to me because I agree. I think that like, okay, like the women around on the jobs, fine. I think make, taking an average doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, I still do think that there's like a disparity between like the jobs women are being offered and the jobs men are being offered. There are like quotas So you're talking about opportunities. So you mentioned yeah. that before. Opportunities are very different. How have you seen I have, opportunities? I have to agree on that. How have you seen opportunities to get promotions, things, things like that? I think it's twofold. So first of all, I mean, I can take my company as an example. Everybody knows that there is a huge problem. Right now, the president of Maybelline for the first not for the first time but like in a long time is a woman the president of a beauty brand for the is first a woman time for the fir- and it's revolutionary <laughs> right. like wow she's a woman the ceos the whole executive suite our um global ceo our president are all those things the cfo all of l'oreal are all men french men who don't know anything about beauty and everyone that works underneath them is a female gay or some straight men in finance and sales and other jobs like that right. so there's definitely a disparity in the functions people are doing and it's definitely a problem so much so that in our internship class this year they tried to make it even and have 50 percent men and 50 percent women but in the opposite way the men that were hired are less qualified than the women that were hired so objectively it's like it's like, it's like uh just because they want to put men in action affirmative action reverse affirmative action yeah. yeah so it actually works differently Dick, real, that's i think it is industry specific but Dick, give me give me your breakdown so i'll, I'll I was thinking about while Robin was talking. I was thinking about um, those old Frenchmen that are in the C-suite right positions. Do you think that's because when they started to uh, climb the corporate ladder, it was more of like the '80s and early '90s, where we're getting more progressive, but we're not we're not where we are now. I do think they're trying to change it. I think like our CMO. Right. I think it'll just take time. To, it'll to take time. But what I do think is unfortunate is that the people that are being pulled into L'Oreal tend to be men. So, like, it's not that the, they were a lowly intern and climbed their way up and now they're in this People they're looking for, you're They're hiring oh, yeah, and bringing in men from other it's companies. It's a boys club. Yeah. The boys yeah. are give, me, give me your industry in comparison. I, well, at least what I see on my team, I think we have, it's 50-50, but every time I'm in the Elevator. I feel like I'm surrounded by females. <laughs> it's very mar- marketing. That's because Dick uh, is, is good looking. Right? I think <laughs> that's not what I'm following you around. That's not so close. you think it's pretty even. Yeah, in, in marketing in, for uh, sure, marketing? for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's yeah, sometimes. But what type of marketing, obviously? You know, digital. Well, digital marketing. Well, I mean, the company's very large, so yeah. they do uh, CTV, um, digital marketing, a lot of programmatic but, buying. Yeah, but you're in like the promotional side of marketing, like advertising. Yes, advertising. Correct. What jobs? No, but she mentioned something. You know, the the finance guys are all men, or the sales guys for sure. A lot of the time, are all men. Is that the same thing in your industry, Dick? Hmm. No, not really. The sales. What's what does the sales team look like? All aggressive Dude, that guys. I never speak to the sales team. Oh, really? But but to Richie's point, this is a newer. Dick, sorry, Dick's to Dick's point, yeah. this is a, also probably a newer company because they're digital first, digital focused. So they're probably grounded in a more right. progressive. Right. Versus, versus versus such a it's only twenty years old. Stodgy oh, yeah. industry. It's, like, right. it's, been around we're forever. Just now trying to become digital. Right. We're late right. in the game, so it's a definitely a different. But now you you said the first female president ever of our brand. What's her name? Trisha Iyengar. She's a. Is she a legend? Star. Legend. Nice. She's super young. She's super. Yeah, but cool. so how old is she? Like thirty. Yeah, like thirty-five, probably. Wow. Really so I want to talk about that. Woman-led companies, right? And and now more than ever. I mean, usually you look at the stats saying, you know, promotions. How 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 have these women have gotten their opportunities? And just in comparison, by mid-career, so ages thirty to forty-four, forty-seven percent of men are managers or higher, mm-hmm. while only forty percent of women reach the level. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But it's, it's going to be getting more even because... Why? Because they go and have kids, generally. But less women are having kids, I feel like. Okay, let, let me finish this. Was this one? By late career, so 45 plus, 57% of men are, are managers or higher. Only 41% are women. And there's only been like 20 CEOs that are women from uh, publicly traded companies. So... How, how have you seen that impact your company? You said, were you there when you had that crossover, when you had the men president, now you have the woman? Yeah, for sure, I was there. I think the, our current president really was somebody who started as an intern, proved herself to be an asset to the company, and then finally got the merit for it. But I don't know why it's taken so long. The fact that she's the first woman in charge of a beauty brand. I mean, you said she's only like 35. Little, oh, you're saying in the industry. Yeah, it's so, weird. It's just weird to talk me. Talk to me about her style. How is her style different from, from the male? I think that she's a lot more focused. She understands the consumer a little bit more because like, she, I mean, she is a woman. So like right. that's our main rocket science, up, which is interesting. <laughs> right. And I think because she started started from the ground up, she's a lot more grounded in the stuff that we're going through and is a little bit more emotional, which could be a pro and a con. She started as an intern is now a president. Yes. You know what's funny? You said you said she's a female knows the product more. Men didn't think that back in the 50s, 60s. Right. Like, what do you mean? We know what women want. Exactly. Because we tell them. What yeah, we want. exactly. <laughs> So sexist. Um, okay, so a little stat about women-led companies. I love the research. Women and men reported higher job satisfaction at women-led companies relative to male-led companies according to a survey of 60,000 workers. Because so women are better. People, people like working for women better. Right. Would, you say, would you say think, women in, in, in why executive that? positions are more have more masculine traits? Ooh, yeah, great I think, question. I think, great I mean, question. it could be. I think... The problem, there's an issue with women being in such high positions as well because it's very emotional. Right. So, like, when you're able to disconnect emotion from what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, it's a very difficult thing to do. And I think you're men are better at doing it than females are. Well, Dick, I was going to ask you. You've had uh, female supervisors, right? Yeah. What have they, how have they, what has that interaction been like with them? What, what is their persona? As a male subordinate, though, too. I have an answer to this, and it's every woman I've ever worked under. But what's your answer? Yeah, I, I was... For the most part, I've, I've had very, um, I would say, like emotionally controlled managers. That's right. Like they haven't been hysterical. So like, that's right. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but um, I can imagine that it's like having to manage that relationship is so much harder if they're emotional. But that, I didn't have that. But do I've you seen... think that women who are emotional won't get those roles? Like 100%. You can't, you can't show have emotion. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is another... Like crying in the office? How do people fucking cry in the office? I've cried in my office. With people around you? No. You go right. into a room. Right, exactly. Right. Okay, so women in general, I can, I can see how they're more empathetic maybe. You know, they listen to you. Uh, the people, the women that I've worked with were stone cold. Yeah. Stone but cold. That's, yeah, it's more masculine. But so, Right, so did they have to, the point is, did they have to change... Yeah, to be more manly to get these promotions it's just leading itself so, to because back I think into at the, the end uh, of the day to be a good manager you have to really support the people that are working for you you have to be their sure. advocate you have to be on their side you have to understand what they're going through which is part of being emotional if I had a stone cold stone cold boss I don't know if I would be I just as stone cold close or as boss? trusting of my boss so you mentioned that just now your employees you manage a team you they manage don't, not yet. you don't okay not so Dick we're gonna go to Dick for a second we're gonna come back to you okay. Dick you manage a team correct mm-hmm how many so people lucky. Um, directly two, but I am the second in command to 14 people. 14 people. Okay. Yeah, so talk to us about how to be a great leader, manager, confidant, everything. Talk to us about your strategy. I mean, I, that's something I'm, I'm working through right now because I, I've only managed like two reports before that. Right. So now jumping this much, it, it's like setting up one-on-ones with the team, making sure you, they have confidence in you that you get the job done when needed, but also that you could 
kind of mold their path and their career path. That was like one of the first things I did with, with one of my uh, like a mentorship or something. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what are your goals and how do we help you get there? Hundred percent. Not like what are my goals for you. It's like outside of what me, do you want? right? Outside of, of me and, and this position in this company, even what are your goals in the next like five years in life? Because if it's like, oh, I wanted to be a coder and you're in uh, analyst role for digital marketing. You're doing the wrong thing. How could I help you do that? Is that is that come from what kind of satisfaction do you get from that? Is that like a selfless thing, completely selfless, or do you? No, see- no, no. I think it, I, I mean we discussed this. I think everything is selfish, but yeah. um, I think yeah, you want to see your proteges do well. It reflects really well on you. But also, really you well are being you. judged on your management. Right, right. Like it, it reflects well on you. Somebody asks so me it's like your product. Does it sell through or not? It's like yeah, your product. 100%. Right. Part of how managers are evaluated at my company is one their launches, but also the people they manage. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah, so I was going to say, the fact that you have these employees, theoretically long-term, even though no one stays in the companies right. for more than a year these Super days, high turnover. But, but I've had interns, plenty of interns, where in the beginning, I've had the intern, this is when I was just out of college also, so I was a young guy, I'm, travel, I'm training a young guy, I put so much effort into training this kid, yeah. I still know him, his name is uh, Ethan, um, Shout out to and you. shout out to Ethan, he's the, he's the man. And, he, and he's actually doing very well. He's at the same company. And, and, now, and now if you're, you ever need a situation where you need a connection or networking, yeah, he's, yeah, you're going to call If he's a successful real estate owner, then he's uh, I'll, he's going to answer my call. But the point is that I put so much right. effort to this That's kid. That's just good connections in and, general. And by the end of the summer, he knew everything. He could replace me. He actually did do a couple of my sales for me. Wow. And I'm like, that is the ultimate experience as a manager of interns. Do that. Seeing them replace you. Sales? 100%. Leave a sale? hundred percent. Wild. And he got a sale. Wow. So that is so much satisfaction as a manager. But in every other situation, interns, they leave after like six weeks. You put in so much time yeah, to yeah. training this kid and then he's gone. And then you yeah, don't see their return on, on the investment. company too because for us, like you start out, I started as a summer intern. And then you get an offer and then you grow in the company. So my manager who was my intern manager. I see her in the hallway and she always gets how I'm doing it. Right. You're still proud of how you grow in the But company. you're defending internships based on it seeing it's a recruitment tool. Right. I think once you're investing a lot into a person, you have to make sure that they're going to want to come work for you. And they're good enough to come work for oh, you. Oh, so you're testing them, or you're trying to scoop up the best the best prospects from the from like the early ranks of college. I mean, it's you both. Know, freshmen, it's both. sophomore. You have to see if you can handle it because like the job we have is very very difficult, very long hours. Like very quickly in the first three to six months, you could tell if someone's a good intern. Hundred percent. For sure. So talk to me, Dick. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that for big companies, but small companies. You know these these people aren't going to work for you long term necessarily just because they like your so brand. Why, why so why have an intern? I just don't get it. I was an intern by the way. And every semester I was in college, I had an internship. Someone paid, some I paid. I just don't understand the logic. If you're running a small business, why you should have interns? Tell me. Really what, tell me so what. here's the story. I was hired along with six under, uh, five other interns to help you know be the superstar team and and help the company. They hired us because they don't have any money to run the company, and you had six inter- interns creating a product and selling it. I was like, "This is fucking retarded." I am, I am managing shit. I, I zero um, uh, experience in any of this. You're gonna pay ten dollars an hour. You're gonna pay zero. Zero. Unpaid internship. That's a genius. So that's that's one reason a small company would hire. There were two full-time okay, employees, paid, six interns. Paid employees. I'm, I'm looking to hire an intern right now. And I'm looking at it. I'm saying, should oh, I really spend low-level three, tasks. $4,000? If you have, have low-level tasks that you need to get done, right, right, that could be useful. It's still like but not to groom. Plan. I'm not doing it to groom the next, my next CTO or whatever. You know, to, to, to farm. Oh, no, that's – as, as a small company now. Got it. It's too much investment. Okay, I'm going to talk about uh, what I see as a great leader. I think 
a lot of the boss employee dynamic, what it's what it what what goes wrong usually is just a lack of communication, lack of lack of expectations set. Yeah. So first of all, my like my the great relationship I've been in were relationships where everyone was on the same page, me and the boss, same page. We knew what our goals were, we knew what we were supposed to get done, and the worst ones were just ones that you know finish this product. Okay, I thought it was supposed to be like this, that, this, that. There's just so much you know vagueness about it that it just causes tension. So I think that A, it's communication, it's, it's setting expectations. And I think um, my father said this the other day. He said, you know, you have a fiction. He's an amazing guy. I should have him on the podcast. three times so far. That would be wild. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be wild. So he said, he says, like a picture like a corporate America, like the office, right? Picture corporate America. America okay, imagine like, imagine Phyllis, right? Yeah. She's, she's, she's miserable the whole day. She's waiting until 5 p.m. And then imagine oh, that she liked bowling, right? So she goes to the bowling alley after work. And she's throwing the ball down the down the down the thing, and it's getting <laughs> strikes, and she's cheering, and she's so happy, she's so full of energy. So where was this energy just three hours ago in the office? Why doesn't she see it? She never Right. So what he says is, you're 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 during the day, you have no goal, you don't know how you how what you do qualifies as a good job, a bad job, you don't know. Versus you go to the bowling alley, your job is to take this ball, is to <laughs> knock that pin down. Right? It's very clear. So I think part of a great relationship and part of managing people is to give them clear, definable goals every step of the way to the point where it's ad nauseum. Which is but very hard to do as a, as a manager. You have to ask. Like when they say, like, do you have any questions for me? You say, like, what are your goals for me? What are yeah. your goals for the business? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Write that down. And then when you have your year on check-in, you could say, your goal was this. Here's how I helped you get there. Right. Promote me. Thank you. It, <laughs> helps, it helps you get aligned also. <laughs> if your goals are not my goals, then I'm going to... I mean, obviously yeah. not just in front, of, in front of the person, but try to find a new, a new employee. Like, we're not on the same page. Right. Maybe you can work to get there, but but the goals have to align also. So I think that's a very good exercise to ask them to, what to their ask. goals are. Let me ask you, your, your boss is just a few years older than you, so I'm curious, how do you, what, what advice would you give? Because it sounds like she did get your respect. Mm-hmm. So how do you win respect over your uh, employees when they're just, just a year, maybe two younger than you? I think you have to show that you have the strategic vision of the things that they're trying to do. So it's not like you're doing the same job and she's older than you and like has the go, no go. She's the person that like gives you the framework of where your job fits into a grand scheme of things. So they're making you have a purpose. If a manager makes someone have a purpose, you feel like you're almost indebted to them and you want to prove yourself to them and they kind of can decide where you end up in the company. So because of that, you fear them a little bit. Right, so talk to me more about like personality. She said that you guys are buddy-buddy. You talk about random things. Which was hard to do. So isn't that risky for her to get too buddy-buddy so that you could just walk all over? Yes and no. I feel like there are certain managers where it's hard to transition. So for example, there is, our new president was previously a lower level with the same people. Right. So we all now are having a very difficult time transitioning how we view her, even though she was already- And you just say, you know, Lauren, come on, like we were friends five minutes ago, right? She hammers down. She says, guys, I shifted my role. Treat me like a president. You are not prepared for meetings with me. It's not acceptable. Wow. And make it shambles. That's hard. And the next time, we're prepared. uh, I was just watching Disney Plus. Shout out to Disney Plus. Shout out to Disney Plus. I was watching Recess. I was watching oh, Recess. Remember that? So, so there was an episode I just watched on the train coming here where uh, Gus, you remember Gus, right, little boy? Gus. And he, uh, and, and, and King Bob was going to, uh, going away with his family or something. He left for three days and he put Gus in charge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and everyone's like, oh, sick. You know, we're going to get all the uh, rules changed for us. TJ yeah. was like all pumped. Fucking and then when he became, right, when he became king, he was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. You have to, you have to transition your point. Okay. You know, but that's what they do like, um, if you're friends with somebody and they become a rabbi, 
Like, you can't call yeah. them, like, hey, Joey. You know, you have to, like, say rabbi or whatever. Yeah, that's or, like, true. Like, if you're best friends with, with let's say, Obama from birth, right? Yeah. I mean, you now have to, if you're in front of people, you have to, hey, Mr. President. Respect him, right. Now, hey, yo, Barack. Right, that's so funny. Um, okay, the last topic, last topic uh, before we break, our final break, and then uh, we have a bean-boozled oh, office edition. It's going to be really fun. I've been waiting. Um, <laughs> final topic is workplace romance. What do you think Ooh. of it? Acceptable, not acceptable, dangerous, good no idea. Shit, okay, I've done plenty of challenge, like these little like trainings on office romances. H- HR. Unacceptable to be like politically correct, but I haven't had the problem, thank God, because my company is mainly women and gay people, so <laughs> it's acceptable. I'm fine. No I'm issues. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I agree. Don't shit where you mean. Yeah, no, it's a disaster. It's, you could lose your job over it. And, like, also, like, you say you break your up and, like, you're seeing them in the hallway every That's day. That's awkward, like, man. There are plenty of opposite sex or same sex, whatever you go for. That don't work where you work. That don't, that don't <laughs> work where you work, right? If they're in a different, like, department or different office, like, Maybe. if I work in Hudson Yards and you work in Clark, New Jersey in the labs, like, oh, yeah, easy. I, have no, I know people that got married that way, so, it's, you know, change up. I know people in my company, my former company, where I was an intern, they were on the same sales team, they started dating, and they got married, and now they work oh, together. Oh, that took you. Same, Sometimes my, my former manager really? got married to a coworker. But yeah. it's the exception, not the rule, let's be clear. Right. 100%. Yeah, if you're on, like, you know, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, whatever, and you see someone that works at your company, swipe left. Swipe left. Okay, with that, we're going to go into a little music break, and then we'll be back with the activity. Dance off, judge. Dance off, judge. <laughs> what I just witnessed was the first, first, first annual, first annual, big takes of bigger bones. Dance off, who won? Reigning who won? champ, and I think Robin threw it down a little hard. Yes! <laughs> All right, you're the reigning champ. Life made. I gotta come back. That means we're finishing the podcast. This has been a good one so far. Episode My number twenty-one. Right we're watching the Rams <laughs> get destroyed by the Ravens, twenty-one to three. Uh, Robin, you're a Super Bowl pick as what again? Which team? The good one. <laughs> Just pick a city. Yeah, uh, ooh, the Patriots always win. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, Nick's, pick. that's Nick's pick. My pick is the 49ers. And uh, I always get things right. I pick the Raptors in the other season in the uh, NBA wait, season. Wait, wait. Who is? We could, we could rewind. Who got, who got <laughs> suspended because of that fight? Yeah. Miles uh, Garrett. That's, that's the guy on the Browns. Browns, Browns, Browns. All right. Yeah. So yeah. you're taking the Patriots. Dick's on the Patriots. Um... And I got the four niners. Okay, moving on to our activity of the day. Sports talk. Uh, aside from that, that Bill, um, Ben Simmons hit his first three-pointer of his career. What do you think about that, Robin? Who, who, Unbelievable. What, what really team, exciting. What, what team do you think he did that against? <laughs> no idea. You have to guess any team. Um, uh, uh, it's, it's not a true question. Okay. Yes, the New York Knickerbockers. With that, team. with that, we're moving on to our final activity, which is... The famous, Bean the legendary Boozle. Bean Boozle. Okay, the shout name out, of the shout game. Shout out to Jeff, Jeff Miz for um, 
hooking us up months ago with this box. We never opened it, but now it's time. Okay, so this is how the game works, Robin. Very fresh. I'm ready. I'm going to ask you questions, and since this okay. is a business, um, you know, office. Business ethics. Uh, an office oh, of, uh, podcast. No, it's a style. Oh. <laughs> Not a style. Okay, since it's an office podcast, Robin, okay. settle down. Office podcast. Okay, we're doing okay. things related to work. Oh, okay? Like so the rules are pretty simple. You have to answer my questions. Okay? okay. If you don't, then you have to choose not if you from... Wrong. You can choose to answer or, yep. not answer or eat the bean. Okay, there are 10 flavors here. 10 flavors. Some of them include spoiled milk, dead mm. fish, rotten egg, barf, stink bug, canned dog food, which is his favorite. favorite yeah. And they also have an equally delicious um, uh, jelly bean. E- equally of, delicious. Of, of uh, the same color. So spoiled milk has coconut. Delicious, right? Ooh, yeah. Dead fish has strawberry banana smoothie, right? Yeah. So all you have to do is... Is answer the questions, but if you don't, you have a 50 50 shot nah, at game. eating our viewers know bean a stink bug. Okay, here we go. I don't know bean boozles. Okay, okay we'll start with something uh, easy. Robin, we'll start with something easy. Easy. Okay. Did you ever lie to get out of work? No, oh, not so easy. Eh? Come on, that's easy. Yes. The answer has to be yes. Yes. Tell this follow up story. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you so choose. I really just like had to do some errands, and a lot of things are open <laughs> during work hours only, and I work. In and outside of work hours, <laughs> so I needed a, a few. How things. early in your career was it? Um, I want to say like year two. Year two. Ah, right. so a little no, deep, but the answer deep. has to be yes. Okay, Dick, ready? Have you ever stolen anything from the office? Um, no yes, matter how yes. small. Yeah. What was it? Office. Um, tissue box. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> was that after we moved into this apartment? Yeah. I mean, the studio. It was after, so you just needed supplies. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah, tissue boxes. Enrique doesn't bring enough tissue boxes. Yeah, it's not a sunk cost. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, okay, we'll ask uh, Robin now. Okay. Would you ever sleep with your boss? No. If they weren't your boss? No, she's female. Okay, <laughs> what would it take? What me. would it take? I know, I had this written out before. <laughs> what would it take to sleep with your boss? What would it take? What? <laughs> I wouldn't do it. If I can make you the president of L'Oreal. I wouldn't do it. Okay. So I'm very ethical. Okay. Five bucks. Okay, Dick. <laughs> Dick, very simple question. Have you yeah. ever been under the influence at work? 100%. What, sir? Um, yes, it's part of my job. What? <laughs> no, like... like I'll be creative. Like, no, we, 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 not that way, but we, we definitely drink during work hours. Really? I'm not free, but, but we'll, we'll start a Thursday happy hour at like oh, okay. 4.30. That doesn't count. I'm saying alcohol out on the table. Yeah. yeah work yeah, is going on. 4.30. Work is still going on. Other people are working. Uh, I got when I got promoted. I know what you're trying. You're trying to say like that. I was. I know. I never did it by myself. When my I, right, I got right, promoted right. at 10 a.m., everyone was drinking champagne, and because I can't drink champagne, they made me take tequila shots. At 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. Wow, <laughs> wild, wild. Okay, wild. we've asked a bunch of questions. Vomit. You guys have not 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 answered know, any of them. So we're gonna eat one. a bean boozled right now. What? Everybody, everybody. Just one shot. One bean boozled okay. shot. Everybody. Okay. I'm going in for a. Shake it up. Shake it up. I'm going in for a, a pink one. Which? Oh, sorry. This is either. What's the brown? Oh, that one is dog toasted food? marshmallow, delicious, delicious. or, or stink bug. Oh, oh that's, that's, it's that's a new addition. Terrible. Okay, it smells. It does not smell like toasted marshmallows. All I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna go in. Here we go. Come on. I need to pick it up. Oh, a stink bug. Oh. oh. <laughs> what does it taste like? It's like a stinky uh, sock. Yeah. Okay, why would you? Uh, see, I wouldn't even know what that tastes like. Oh, it has like an afterbite. It has like a All vinegary right. afterbite. Dick, it's on you. Oh, it's so bad. What color is it? Okay, this is a good one. I think you can either have dead fish Smells good. Ooh, or so strawberry bad. banana smoothie. I think it's that one. Uh, I don't think she I think I got this last it. one. I think I got this last time, and I liked it regardless of what it was. I don't think you feel a smell. <laughs> I already got. You think it's strawberry banana smoothie? No, it's not. 
It's not. Dead what is it? Dead, dead fish. fish. <laughs> All right, Robin. Robin, your turn. Okay, I'm so scared. Wow, we're two for two. Okay, I've great. never done anything like this. Oh, before. I got to All right, let me tell you, you got. I'm going, oh, it smells. The box smells. The whole box like smells. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to it think about. It does smell toxic. It was in my oh, closet. No, no, this what do you got? bad, even if it's good. What color? What color? White? The speckled white. Oh, my God, this reeks. Okay, you got birthday cake. I love oh, birthday cake. No. Or, or a dirty dishwater. So... I, I can sense it. It's dirty dishwater. What does that oh, taste man. like? Soap? Dude, oh! my, my whole mouth tastes like this shit now. What is it? It's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> it's like soapy. It's going to stay there for a while now. Okay, had, like, good thing we brought you guys in. Yeah. That was really disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not eating that. Okay, she spit it out. we're ready she to continue. Fine. We're ready to continue. Only a couple more questions left, but these are oh, harder. Yeah. Okay, Robin, these but are harder. Yeah, I said it. it so, it so maybe if you try another one, then you'll no, get a different no, taste. No, no, no. Okay, Robin, very simple question. How much do you wake? Oh, I'm not entering that. I'll okay, take, you got a jelly bean. How much, I'll do, you take a jelly How much do you make, make here? Oh, make. I'm not telling anybody that. Like, one. Wait, I need a different wait, color wait. It's such a simple question, but it's such a I'm controversial. Like, would you one. announce your salary on the podcast? How much do you make? So famous like this one. Hey. Okay, this we one? got pink. So you have either. It's pink, like speckly. Is that the same one? I want to say, yeah. No, I think it's this one, Tutti okay. Frutti. It's Tutti Frutti or Stinky Socks. Why would you make us all eat one and then ask that question again? <laughs> like, we're already going to eat one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. What do you got? Could've I want to say it's Stinky Socks, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, oh. it happened to me last time. I didn't Couldn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Okay, mm. Dick. Interesting. Yeah. Dick, who is your least favorite coworker? Hmm, interesting. Like that? Oh, I, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say her name. Then then you gotta eat. Question. That's how it works. That's really mean. I'll eat one. Okay, here we go. What do you got? I'm eating it. I know. Right. Pick, pick no. a color. Okay, what color is it? I like this game. Alright, so I'm in the box. Yeah, just what a couple more questions. Green, Green. Green. I think it's booger. Juicy pear or booger, yeah. Oh, here we go. Juicy pear or booger. Juicy pear is a good one. Hmm. You can't tell, huh? It's like spicy. But boogers aren't spicy, so it's like, it tastes like jalapeno. It's probably juicy pear with a hint of booger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, Robin. You know what it, what it is. It's a production tolerance. Robin, did you ever take the credit for someone else's work? No. You never did? I want to say that I always say, like, it was a team effort. Or thing like that. Right. I'm really nice. Okay. You give you give more credit to other people than, than they deserve. Hundred percent. I always <clears throat> undervalue myself. It's bad. Okay, Dick. Did you ever? Yeah, I feel confident. Did you ever like hook up? Sometimes. Hook up. So any sexual contact with no. a coworker or a boss? No. Never. No. How close did you come to doing? I mean, her friend. What? 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 Her friend. <laughs> Whose friend? Who said that? A coworker. <laughs> Oh, Does this co-worker that's not, know Bones, that Bones did, not, did, not, did not translate. Did okay, but that doesn't count. It was at a company party. Ooh, Ratch. So that was the closest you came to the actual that's co-worker? That's pretty close. Oh, co-worker? Yeah, no, I've never... Oh, I've never had, he's like, yeah. co-worker can't have you, I'll take your friend. What was the closest you've been? I mean, you work with gay guys, so. Yeah, it's like, these questions don't apply to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you could have told me that before, but... Okay. <laughs> All right, Dick. Well, whose question is it? Mine. Your question. Robin. Okay. Did you ever... Did you ever... Okay, I'm gonna ask you. Okay, did you ever fuck over a coworker, like throw them under the bus, and take their and and uh, and, and escape blame from something? Oh, blame it on them, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, I did it, but I'm saying yeah, it's a good question. Maybe not like put the blame on someone else, but acted like I had no idea when I actually was fully aware that I did something completely wrong. So like, I guess yes, in a way. Yeah. That makes sense. Dick, what about you? 
Have I ever thrown somebody under the bus? Yeah. yeah. To avoid blame. No. Never? No, I don't, I don't like that because I think it also says something if you could, if you could own a, a mistake. Yeah. Like it also reflects well. So like, I'm sorry, it, I won't do it next Right. Time. If, I, if I fuck something up, if I own the mistake, and obviously it can't happen too often, it looks better than throwing somebody else under the bus. Because right. then if they find out you fucked it, them yeah, over. It comes back to Yeah, 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 exactly. Sure. Somehow it'll come back. Yeah. For sure. Okay, Dick. Totally agree. Um, Dick, did you ever watch. Well, so I get two questions now. Did you ever watch porn in the office? Hmm. Um, yes. Uh, but it's it's, wow. it's because it's WhatsApp videos that my <laughs> made sense. Me. Don't name who it is. And, All right, Murray Tao is a sick fuck. <laughs> there's there. With a kid, no. <laughs> yes. Um, and so yeah, unintentionally, unintentionally. It's not like I go and search porn. Okay. In okay. my office. Okay. Last two. But I've seen way too many dicks, <laughs> tits, and vaginas. Okay. Okay. Um, Robin. Yeah. We'll do your last one. All right. We'll do a dare. How about this? Whoa. Okay. Well, I dare you to call a coworker, FaceTime a coworker, uh-huh. and introduce him to Richie, your new boyfriend. Okay. On the podcast? Okay. Oh, shoot. The one I wanted to call is on a flight. Mm. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can call him. Is that a good one? I feel like it'd come up better. Say you're it. pregnant. Say you're pregnant or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, say you're pregnant. You're pregnant? You just I'm got the test? Pregnant. Okay, let's see how good of an actor you are. Oh my god, yeah, why that you like you missed your period? You just <laughs> yeah, you just had the test. No, I feel like I should introduce her to Richie. No. Yeah, she's pretty. Wait, wait. Sad, you're sad. You're like freaking out. Why? Because it's for the it's for the content. <laughs> why? I have to introduce you to someone. Ew. <laughs> this this is Ezra. <laughs> this, this is not the way I want to go. This is not what he thought was gonna happen, yeah. Yeah, but look at her, she's beautiful. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, she did it. Sort of, right? Okay, Dick. Final question. That was a, then we're leaving. a terrible segment of the show. <laughs> Wait, that was right, I, want, I want to put in the notes. Skip yeah, ahead yeah, a minute. Skip ahead. I'll put it in the description. That was so good. Okay. But I mean, oh, we're gonna finish it off content, with one question, but... Dick. Yeah. Did you ever shit yourself in the office? <laughs> <laughs> everyone uh, wants to know. Uh, that, that's what everyone yeah. wants to know. I've never even come close to shooting myself. <laughs> like never even a doubt. Not I've, even a doubt. I've almost pissed my pants because when you go meeting to meeting to meeting, Ooh, and no I had to pee so bad, and I just couldn't. Um, I did hold it in because I'm a, I'm a grown I man, but it but it, it, it hurt. It, it hurt. Like, it, it hurt, hurt me. Like my, my ins- I thought my insides were gonna blow up from like. Just okay, with that we are. Eh, that's the story. Ending <laughs> off. Ooh, Episode number twenty-one. I want to thank. Special guest Robin Saad for stopping by. Make sure to check out weekly podcasts. Make sure to like. Make sure to comment. Make sure to subscribe. This has been Big Ticks. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah.